And welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podman Ron. And we are back after a few weeks' absence there. Uh, but we're back in full force here. Uh, we've got a lot to talk minus about. Alex. What's that? Minus full Alex. force minus Alex. Yeah, Alex has been busy. I mean, he is, I'm, I'm afeared that he may be starting his own podcast and is, you know, no, t- took he, all the fame and fortune and recognition that he got from the Podmen and has spun off into a new uh, podcast is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, you think he's big time of Big time it could be. I mean, uh, we know, Brian, you've uh, threatened to start a, res- a, co- a competitive uh, wrestling co- uh, podcast as well as a cooking podcast. So, uh, Alex, maybe, maybe he's on to something. Maybe so. Well, at any rate, we, um, we don't have a whole lot of news, I don't think, to talk about. Um, unless there is there, we've, we have a few in memoriam segments to go through, and we were kind of chatting it up in the green room that it's really uh, all about the Batman, the Batman. Uh, but before we get into that, any news, Brian? A little bit, a smattering. A, uh, we found out in the the wake of the Batman releases and, and all the stuff that uh, um, that's coming from the movie and the expanded HBO Max, you know, universe. Uh, the GCPD TV show has morphed now into an Arkham Asylum centered show. All right. I don't know what that means for, for Jim Gordon. You know, if he was going to lead the show, well, I mean, is he now going to be stationed out of Arkham <laughs> He's Asylum? He's just going to be uh, hanging out at Arkham Asylum all the time. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how they're going to make that all work. But yeah, it's, so it's no longer going to be a GCPD centered show. It's going to be based all around Arkham. So you'll get a deeper cut into the inmates and the history of Arkham and all that stuff. Uh, so that's one. Um, and that's in the, addition to perhaps, again, all of this stuff kind of gets greenlit and then it goes away. But there's uh, – isn't Penguin supposed to have a spinoff series? And then Penguin's talk like, of a Catwoman spinoff series. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, pretty much everybody. Which we can get into that when we get into the review. Cause there's something I would love for them to have done in the movie, like a wish list sort of thing. Uh, and they, you know, I thought, I thought they were going to do it, right? But uh, um, there's a great pitch for a, a Catwoman uh, TV oh, show wow. or mid- series. Okay. So that's that's the first piece of news. Secondly, we've got uh, who's a fan of Parker? Brad, have you ever read the Parker novels? Who? No. Parker. Parker Stephen uh, can't lose. Is that is that Richard, his? No, no. Richard Starkings. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> that's what you call a throwback, kids. That's Parker that's Parker Lewis. Lewis. Parker Lewis. Okay, thank you. Pod Parker Stevens was one of the Hardy boys. Hardy boys. Yes, you're right, Podman. Right. Uh, it wasn't even perennial perennial center square. No, <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the uh, Parker, which has had, it's had like uh, it's a very popular book series. It's it's been greenlit multiple times, but um, it's never been greenlit. But once, I believe, as actually Parker. So um, the uh, Mel Gibson movie uh, um, Payback from like the uh, early 2000s was a Parker movie. But because it wasn't, uh, I think because he didn't produce it or, or he didn't have like Richard Starkings, something about it. He let him write the story and adapt the story. But he made them change the name from Parker to whatever Mel Gibson's name was in, in 
um, uh, in uh, Payback. But Parker's, but the Parker novels have been made over and over again into movies, but they've only once been called, has he been called Parker, and that was in the, um, uh, oh man, what's his name? The guy from uh, Fast and the Furious. Bald guy. Well, Paul Walker? No, 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 the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> Shaw. What's his name? What's Decker Shaw's real name? Well, I'm drawing a blank on it. On Hobson, from Hobson Shaw? Yeah. The British guy? No one knows his name. Yeah. Yeah. PMR, what's his name? Oh uh, Jason Statham. Well, Jason Statham. That's I can't believe it. <laughs> this is horrible. Happened. You know what? <laughs> last week's podcast, I contend with or last week's last podcast where we had no agenda and talked about absolutely nothing was still our best podcast to date. But continue. I, 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 I got similar feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Jason Statham, that Parker movie actually was called Parker. Well, now uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black are teaming up Uh-oh. again. I love Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black. I love that's that a, combo. That's a, that's a two great tastes taste great together. Uh, but they're they're starting a, Mark, a Parker verse. They're, they're doing a Parker movie, and the hopes that it's fits into other uh, into other movies. Excellent. So, okay, that's good. And then there's some bad news. Uh oh. Did you guys read this earlier today um, at the uh, what was it? The People's Choice Awards, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, uh, this yeah, week, the Screen Actors Guild, right? Was this week? Yeah, because People's Choice or whatever something was to yesterday. I forgot what it was last night. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but at the red carpet, somebody asked Benedict Cumberbatch Mm-mm. never to make an offhand comment about you know living in L.A. and stuff and. Uh, because it was another British reporter, and Benedict Cumberbatch said, "Well, you know, right now we're we're still shooting Doctor Strange." Oh, so yeah, Doctor Strange has been in reshoots for longer than the the initial shooting schedule was. Right. It's like it's changing by the minute. I honestly believe it's changing because of what this uh, No Way Home. I think that made a big impact on what they're going to do with Doctor Strange. They're going, I think they're adding Fox characters. I think they're adding all these other characters from these other uh, previous movies. Just a, just little scenes here. Just little scenes. Conflict. The reports are saying now that Deadpool and Wolverine were scheduled to show up, and now they're not. Maybe they recast so, them. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like, well, we're not going to do Hugh Grant because Hugh Grant. It's oh. horrible. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. We're not going to do Hugh Jackman. I say. He, he, we don't want to Snick, snick. Snick, snick, <laughs> old Bob. Good man. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> but uh, because they, if they're going to spin off Wolverine, then why do you want right. to Hugh Jackman? If, right. If, they can right. cast somebody, right? Movie. Yeah, I think I think you're probably on something. The, the the success of of Far From Home and the you know void of uh, in, enjoyment Anything. that was Eternal, <laughs> right? Probably probably sending some uh, some uh, signals of hey, people are getting some ideas. Yeah, what works and what does not. Right. So, but yeah, so uh, that was really it for the news for the day. All right. Nothing else. Bodman Ron, you know anything else new around here? 
I do not. Nah. Busy. Nah. We're, in a, we're in a light period for uh, nerd news, I think. Yeah, it is a light period. It's kind of a calm board storm. We've got, what, Moon Knight, Obi-Wan coming out. Those series. Oh yeah, we we haven't talked about the Obi Wan trailer. I mean, that's well, we haven't got the trailers yet. Ah, there we go. There was a teaser, wasn't there? For Obi Wan, yeah, well, yeah, well, it's it actually a trailer. Yeah, a teaser. A teaser, yeah, a minute and a half teaser. When it didn't showed a few things, but nothing too exciting. But they did say that they had to go back and rewrite it because it was too dark, and initially had Darth Maul and all that stuff. And while, you know, the story definitely lends, lends itself for, for uh, Obi-Wan and Boba Fett, it, it makes sense that they're all Tatooine-based, but uh, eh, we're all tired of Tatooine, right? We're all right. Tatooined out. It makes absolute sense of why you're going to have an Obi-Wan series based on Tatooine. It makes sense why Boba Fett at least started on Tatooine, but... Uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to stay here, I think, and not I do mean, anything. I like the only planet in the galaxy. Right, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. For all of the expansive Star Wars galaxies, they love Tatooine. But yeah, Obi-Wan had the, the rights to start on Tatooine right. and stay on because it was already established. But it's right. like, why the hell do you have to put everybody else on Tatooine? <laughs> Other than it's easy to film. Right. You know, like, <laughs> we don't have to buy any set. We don't have to make any set pieces because it's a desert. Yeah, they bought the sand so, already. They're going to reuse the hell out of it. Reuse all that same. <laughs> I will say, uh, you McGregor is looking more like Alec Guinness every day. He's looking, he's looking a little rough. <laughs> he's a handsome Obi Wan, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not, uh, doing him well. <laughs> hey, can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're moving around a lot. You see, it sounds like you're a little bit in a wind tunnel, but you're okay. All right. We, we see you're moving around. Uh, Podman, Ron, you mentioned Moon Knight as well. I, I, was, I haven't seen a new Moon Knight trailer, and uh, I don't know if I've missed anything. Yep. I, you know, I've always been a fan of Moon Knight. One of the best costumes in comics, but every time I see more and more of this costume, at first I liked it. I liked the little mummy aspect that it gave, but the more and more I look at it, I don't know. It's just not... Yeah. It's just not the cool Moon Knight costume we grew up with. So, what about uh, the uh, Mister Knight costume? I mean, that looks okay, but I've never been a huge fan of Mister Knight. Not my Moon Knight, right? Not my Moon Knight, exactly. I hear you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I, I, it's been said. I'll say it again. Say it again. Like Marvel's going in the opposite direction. You know, we started back in the day with the beefy Michael Keaton rubber muscle suits and 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 slowly but surely weaned our way off of them to practical costumes and it's like Marvel's gone the opposite direction the more we the further we get into these and it's because of their Disney Plus series right these Disney Plus series the actors don't have like all this pre-production time to get in shape <laughs> you're right so they're throwing them in these these rubber muscle suits and and and, and sending them out and it does not it it looks cheesy. It, it, uh, this this costume does look cheesy. Uh, it's too something. I don't know. Too mummy. It looks straight out like an Egyptian pharaoh, and that's really what Moon Knight never looked like. I mean, I know his origins come right. from that, but this is that's not what his costume ever was. So it just looks kind of kind of. Also, just, you know, from the voiceovers, and we know that, uh, you know, it's, he's going to have the multiple personalities and all that stuff. I'm good with that. 
I don't, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I don't like his voice. I mean, I hate to say it, and I don't like the way that Oscar Isaac even looks. Like his hair and everything is sort of like he looks more like nerdy uh, museum guy stumbles upon a conchu and uh, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't think I like it. They shouldn't be selling it, and I'm not buying it. <laughs> I just the whole mummy thing. I mean, at first I really thought kind of a cool concept. When I saw just the face part, I was like, okay, that's a that's a new take on it. I'm okay with that. But then it, it kind of revealed the body, and then more. Now he's kind of got like uh, you know how Egyptians had the little skirt, right? Uh, right. He's got one of those now, and I'm like, yeah, hey, Moon Knight never had anything like that. That's kind of that's. And I like totally- the little bitty uh, uh, crescent throwing stars instead of now he has like a big like battering or something like that. Yeah, I like the little I, bitty things, but whatever. See, I, I don't necessarily mind the mummy accents to it. it was, the thing that bothers me is the, the chest piece that, that big right, it's wrapped in. chest piece up front, like to the fake muscles on the front, and the fact that his head, one, his eyes are glowing. Why the hell are they glowing? I mean, does it do his eyes glow when he's... No. Like, so did he add lights to his mask? Like, why the fuck are his eyes glowing? Well, I, I'm going to assume it's magical since the costume kind of does Fair like a little thing. Fair enough, yeah. But it, uh, and it looks like he's wearing a ski mask underneath right. the mummy bandages because his head is so freaking huge. Right. I don't <laughs> like that. That's If they're going to make a white mask, make a white mask and make the – because around the eyes is black, and then you've got all the white everywhere else. Like, it's, he's been mummified except the eyes, and I don't know. It just – this does not work for me. We'll, we'll reserve comments. Again, you know, it's fantastic that we live in an age that we get a Moon Knight TV show, right. question mark. Right. I mean, we may regret it, but still. Uh, we've also seen, a, I'm sure you guys have seen a, a few promotional images of She-Hulk. Of, you know, not like drawings on a Burger King mug and stuff like that, but not, not like photographs. Yeah, uh, not at all. It, what's that? Not impressed. Not just, impressed at all with a green Tatiana Mazzali. I could be wrong, and they, they wow. you know, Marvel is right. really striking out with you, Podman Ryan. It just looks cheap, like Brian just said. It, it just, uh, just is something about the look looks a little cheap with it. I mean, well, well, maybe maybe uh, Marvel will win you back with. Uh, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think that the uh, Netflix series are coming to Disney Plus at the end of the month or something like that. Is that a true statement? That is true. And you know what's funny? I uh, this is like a bizarre sort of like I guess Easter eggy thing. But in Netflix, you know how you pick your your logo, you right. pick your like your little avatar. Yeah, my avatar was Daredevil. Okay, it has been years, right? And uh, we went to go watch something over the weekend, and my avatar was gone. Oh, you know what? That's funny you should say that. I thought Alex had changed his avatar, and it was Daredevil. Now that you said that, his avatar was Daredevil, and it was some weird creature on there. there you know. Well, let me so, see if it, I guess me, Alex changed it. But let me uh, see if it was the same creature, right? So what they replaced it with, they've got just kind of these, like, floating faces. You know, so it's just like a background color and then, like, you know, basically an emoji-like character, right? Uh, so it replaced it with a red tile with a face, and he's crying. Yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Hold on. It, 
So I guess they, I guess that was uh, they did that intentionally because uh, Daredevil left. That's what yeah. Alex must have changed his Alex has changed his to a horse now, I guess. But yeah. but yeah, his was a uh, it was that crying stupid because I was like, why did Alex change that to that? But yeah. I see now. You're right, because Alex did have Daredevil as his. So wow, Netflix is washing their hands and feet of all this Marvel stuff. That's a little salty. I got. I mean, I got to say that's yeah, that's a little salty. There that's too. They, they lost the right, I guess, to it, so they got to so, rip them down. Not that I wasn't paying attention, but did you say that uh, Disney Plus, all these Netflix shows are going to go on Disney Plus now? That's the word. That's wow. the scoop. Yeah. So so, so maybe you can enjoy Jerry Daredevil. Because, I mean, technically, they're R-rated material based off of Netflix. Right. So the question is, you've got all these, you know, parents, councils, and oh. stuff, like, up in arms that they're going to put these shows on Disney+. Plus. So the question is, are they going to get a uh, an edit before they release on Disney+. Right. Plus? So. Give them a little nope. judging. Jessica <laughs> Jones get banged from the back by Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. Think about that, that Jessica Jones scene. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, I, you got to figure there's got to be some creative editing there. But maybe not. Maybe Disney's saying, like, fuck it. It just does a close of her face, so the kids think, oh, she's just giving it back. Yeah, yeah, just, oh, that's just night cream. Back just night back. cream. It's fine. It's, mommy, has gonna, the, mommy, mommy puts night cream on her face, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's go away from that happy news of night cream to a little bit sadder news. <laughs> This week's in memoriam goes to William Hurt, Thunderbolt Ross. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <gives> a raffle? <laughs> <laughs> Who wins? Who wins? Who loses? Uh, William Hurt passed away recently at the ripe old age of seventy something. I think seventy two. I think seventy two. Uh, I didn't read past the headline. Any uh, cause of death here? Do we know? Well, they just said natural causes. Just They're old not age. Or the, he had bone cancer. He had bone cancer, natural cause of bone cancer. Well, yep. uh, we, yeah. all, we all know him, of course, as Thunderbolt Ross. And, Brian, you've been touting, you've been threatening to create a Thunderbolt series or movies for quite some time now. Uh, maybe his death in the Marvel Universe kind of creates uh, the Thunderbolts now. Maybe they use an excuse to name it after him or something like that. Maybe. maybe. I mean, we won't have a Red Hulk. I guess we can, thank, but it thank won't God. be Thunderbolt Ross. So. Or yeah. he's going to have a son, and they just bequeath it all to him. Or are they recast? Or they recast? Or are they just recast? Yeah, they, uh, I don't think we'll get a Red Hulk, at least not for a while. I think if you're getting Thunderbolts, you're getting either the, the um, Kurt Busiek, uh Mark Bagley Thunderbolts. You know, Atlas, Moonstone, um, all those. Well, hopefully, hopefully uh, William Hurt will will uh, live on in the minds of nerds everywhere as Thunderbolt Ross. Well, you know, uh, he also played uh, Lost in Space back in the uh, 1990s, so there you go. Well, he was, he's yeah. been in hundreds of things. <laughs> yeah, we're just really <laughs> only hitting his highlights, though, Brian. I mean, yeah. come on. Altered States? <laughs> yeah. Broadcast news. Children of a Lesser God. Children yeah. of a Lesser God. Great. Oh, you know I didn't watch any of those movies. Yeah. And I doubt that they did. No, no one did. 
No one. No, but, no one uh, knew him other than that. He was in Goliath. He was of Goliath. Yeah, well, he was. Okay. Which I did watch the uh, fourth, season, fourth and final season of Goliath, and I got to say I was a little disappointed. But uh, a little. Did you watch it? I, I made it like two episodes in, and I'm like, I can't watch this garbage. This is this that, is a shit show. That show went off the rails big time. It was such a show the first season. Three seasons. The season was. I like the third season, but the first two, the first one's the best. I mean, but man, that fourth season, I it's like I cannot believe they went out like that. That that was disappointing. But anyway, yeah, William Hurt anyway, was William Hurt's dad. <laughs> anyway, you know what? what a surprise though I mean it was like you, no one knew he was sick no one even talked about him being sick it was just like boom he was you a know? private man yeah uh, Pugman Ron you had a couple of uh, surprising uh, passings that I wasn't aware of uh, you know I I am very sad to, to uh, find out that the character of Booger the actor who p- portrayed him in Good Time for Revenge of the Nerds no. Booker. No. No. <laughs> Booker, not Booger. Oh, Booker. Is that what Booker. is that what you thought he said in the green room as well? I thought he said it in the green room too. I thought he I did thought too, and then I remembered like, oh yeah, that the Booker on from Good Times died. I he said Booger. It was Bookman. Yeah, Bookman. I, 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 I thought his name was Booger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we have got people in a tizzy. Oh, the backlash we're going to face. <laughs> Johnny Brown. John Brown. Funny in that show. Oh, he was always very, yeah, Bookman was always funny. Kind of the butt of the jokes and everything. But, yeah, we'll miss him. Did He, he will be. He will be missed. Uh, and then there was someone else, Pod Benron, you were thinking, but you couldn't remember? Uh, Howard Hessman. Oh, yeah, Howard Hesman. Still reeling from that. I mean, shock He's after shock. It was like six weeks ago, <laughs> and we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, well, we should talk at least about ten more minutes about Howard Hesman's pa- passing before we go to the Batman uh, review. I don't remember us talking about Howard Hesman. I thought PMR was talking about Curtis Armstrong from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Who's like that? Booger. Booger. Oh, did he not die? Booger. No. no. He's alive and well, thank God. Yeah, thank God. America's treasure. All right. Well, hey, let's get out of here before uh, before anybody else uh, dies on us and go to let's go three or four people that died, you know. And I feel like we're neglecting these people that passed. We probably are, but maybe we should just do a year end review retrospective of people who passed. Like, you know what? I'm going to look it up in memoriam segment. Yeah, you do that before we get to the Batman. I'll I'll kind of I'll look it up. There's not been that many. We Louis Armstrong. Or Louis, I'm sorry, Louis Anderson. What? <laughs> what? Louis, Louis Armstrong died? <laughs> like 40 years. Uh, Louis Anderson, William Hurd, Sidney Poitier, Howard Head. You're talking about just this year, not this past week, right? Yeah, oh, just this week. I thought that's what he was talking about. The week I have people. no idea anymore. Hold on a minute. See, oh, now we're, I good. That, Brad, we're going off the rails. Conrad yeah. Jensen. And the listeners love it. Conrad Jensen died, y'all. Oh, Who? and what, how do we know him? He was Mindy's father in Mork and Mindy. Oh. What was his last name? Con, uh, Janice. J-A-N-I-S. Okay. Man, 94 years old. Oh, wow. Ooh. Lived a full life. Yep. 
Who died? <laughs> Mindy's father, I, the conductor. Yes, Brad remembers. From Mork and Mindy? Yes, yep. of course. His credit is from 1982. He was a, yeah, but it oh, reached back farther than that. Yeah, he did a little bit more than just that. Just like William Hurt, okay? Don't get cocky about it. Yeah, don't get all <laughs> Don't get all uppity because Podman Ron brings up Mindy's father from Mork yeah. and Mindy. And is in mourning over it. So anyway, I think there was somebody else. Emilio Delgado. Who? From Sesame Street. Ah, uh, yes, of course, yeah. Luis from, from Sesame Street. Played uh, the character of Luis for like 40 years or something like that, right? Yeah, like 40 years or something like that. That's a big one. That's, see, that's a credit. That's, that's a credit. A, that's a, a memoriam. It's the one who just didn't know to move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. People have multiple jobs nowadays. Just not not just one thing on his resume. That's not impressive. Yeah, come on, man. The fact that he didn't strive for more out of life eh, is not so impressive. There you go. All right, should we move on, gentlemen? Let's go. Look for any more obscure celebrity deaths. You keep looking. Jump on it, Jim. What was that, Podman Ron? Oh, no, no. All right. All right. So uh, let's talk about the Batman. Um, where do we even start with this blockbuster of a movie? I have not seen it yet uh, because I'm waiting for it to come out for free for me. Uh, and plus, a three-hour movie I don't look forward to. But uh, I know you boys both saw it, Correct. Correct. And, uh, you know, maybe let's start with, let's start with the characters before we get into too much of the reviews and stuff like that. I mean, that's the, the big question is, how is Robert Pattinson's Batman? How is the, the, the Penguin? How is the Riddler and all this kind of stuff? I mean, let's, so let's talk a little bit about the characters first, get into the plot, and then what did you think about it, okay? Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's start with the obvious, Robert Pattinson. How was this Batman compared to other Batman? Brian. Uh, he was probably the broodiest Batman. He was, he was very emo uh, through most of this this film. And, now, and what, what do you help us out with the emo? What is, I mean, for a Batman character, what does emo look like? He's all dressed know, in black, hunched over? Hunched over, hair in his face, uh, sullen pale, you know, like he never goes out into the sunlight. Uh, if you'd seen a scene with him, like, painting his fingernails black, it wouldn't have been... It would have been normal. And been like, ah, okay. you know. So, not that I didn't like it, 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 it's just, he was, when you think about all the other Batman we've had, this is the one that's, he's the most probably broken, he's the most withdrawn from society, and that plays into the way the story goes. Like, uh, I've got a kind of a uh, the way I view it, it's not a Batman origin story, but it's a Bruce Wayne origin story. Oh, interesting, right? Because uh, the movie, yeah, the uh, at the beginning of the film, he's basically given up on Bruce Wayne. He doesn't see the value in Bruce Wayne. He doesn't like Bruce Wayne. Effectively, died in that alley with his parents, and so he's on this mission, and it's this singular vision of vengeance. 
right? And so uh, the the story arc for him is really realizing there there's a duality. If 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 he doesn't abandon Bruce Wayne, he can do more, right? He can he can be more. He can do more. He can help more people by having right both the Batman and Bruce Wayne. And they even I mean, they even you know they're in the trailers. It's you know, the, yeah. the mayor tells him, she's like, you know, uh, I, I, your parents were philanthropists. Your parents, your parents cared about the city. Your parents helped people. I don't see you doing anything. Ouch. So uh, basically that's kind of his arc is is at the beginning of the movie, it's almost like Bruce Wayne's resurrection. At the beginning of the movie, Bruce Wayne's basically dead. He's abandoned that his persona. That persona he doesn't, you know, he, he, he's not a celebrity. He doesn't go out. He's a recluse. Not a playboy. And, 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 and his learning at the end of the movie is that uh, that uh, you know, he can, uh, can uh, the world need Bruce Wayne as much as they need Batman. Gotcha, uh, Podman Ron. What do you think about this uh, brooding Batman? We know. Uh, I think I, actually I haven't heard that the way Brian put it, but that's a good way to put it. Uh, he's absolutely. Uh, I I like. Uh, I like this. I, I like the fact that. This was, as Brian just put it, a Bruce Wayne origin, pretty much. You know, Batman was, there was really no Bruce Wayne. It was Batman. You yeah. know, and what was kind of brilliant about Robert Pattinson's performance was that even when he wasn't wearing the costume, he was still Batman. I mean, and you could see it. You could yeah. see it in his eyes, the way he acted. He was still just Batman. He, he at this point in this, in this film and in his, his career, there is no Bruce Wayne. There is only Batman. And we, we have all read the books long enough to know that Bruce Wayne is the true identity. I mean, Batman is the true identity. And Bruce Wayne is the, the alter ego. Right. And this movie plays that up. That, that Batman, this is, this is him. This, this way he acts as Bruce Wayne, Batman. This is the way. Killing the difference. Um, I love that. I, I thought, Robert Pattinson did a fantastic job with it. Um, oh, good. Molly gripe about what Brian, what Brian said, but it's just the movie in general is I wish, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it was a three-hour movie, Brian, <laughs> but I wish at the end of this movie, spoiler alert, Uh-oh. that we would have seen maybe a five-minute Playboy Batman, uh, the Playboy Bruce Wayne appear. Kind of emerged. The, yeah. The, yeah, the finality of that arc that, you know, he did arc. This is, you know, he has emerged. This is the reason why he is you know, the way he is. I didn't get that at the end. It was like, I, I wish we would have had a moment where he realized that, okay, I need to be Bruce Wayne. I need to, to be the Playboy that be right. different during the day and do this stuff. As much as I need Batman at night, and I need to make this alter ego of Bruce Wayne. We didn't really see that, and I, I kind of wish. And we may see it. I, I'm sure the may next yet movie to be seen. Yeah, but it just wasn't in this movie at the point at that, that time. So, right. uh, see, I think that's a I think that's a uh, cognizant decision that now you get something really different. You get a really different story arc for the second movie because now it's. He's integrating Bruce Wayne into, you know, Bruce Wayne's reintroducing himself to the public, right? Bruce right. Wayne is, 
now you get to see something different. You get to see the two sides of his character and how he plays them off of each other, right? And so that'd be fun. I just wish a little bit we, we could have seen that towards the end of this movie, especially that three-hour movie. We <laughs> you had call. time. You had time. Yeah. There, so, an arc should have been reached by the third hour. Uh, they're going to stretch it, that arc out. I've got another sort of idea for you to think about, to mull this over. I feel like this movie is probably the first movie of the streaming age, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got, it's a three-hour movie. Uh, It's almost like a binge movie. It's like you you didn't watch a movie so much as you binged uh, a series on Netflix for three hours. Right, so you can... We you know, we've said for years that oh, this would be a good movie, but it'd be a better TV show, right? Because you could do that long form storytelling. Well, this was kind of both. It was like a movie, but they really kind of leaned into the long form storytelling, and and it wasn't like a three chapter film. It was like a five chapter film. Right? Really, they crammed a lot, and a lot of it they crammed too much. I'll be but, honest. It, See, it I don't was, feel like they, by having it three hours, it, it had a chance for stuff to breathe a little bit. A little um, bit, but it was like, in that three-hour time, some of the stuff was repetitive. Like, you know, it was, it just seemed like we were doing the same thing again. I, and so that's where I was like, okay, we could have done without this little riddle here. You know, I mean, they talked for forever to try to figure out what a winged rat is. I mean, it's fucking obvious what a fucking <laughs> rat is. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't what you were thinking. I mean... Either, either a pigeon or a bat, right? But, but it wasn't either. Oh. So, so, but here's the thing. Like, think about this. Like, and, and Brad, when you watch this on HBO Max, it might be cool to watch this in, like, little 45-minute installments. That may be how I do it. Right. Do four 45-minute installments if that works out for three hours. Does that check out? Yeah, it checks out. Close enough. Uh, or, uh, that's 300. Anyway, the, but watch it in little, in, in sections, in chapters, uh, and, it, and then it's like, well, you're watching a TV show about a serial killer, and they're going after him. Right. Right? But it, it is, it's, it's, I feel like, they haven't said it, but I feel like there was a little bit of an experimental part to this film to go, wait, you know, we can, eventually people are going to want to watch, it's going to be on HBO Max. Everything else on HBO Max is serialized, right, in that long-form storytelling. From a director standpoint, you get to you get to tell a beefier story uh, and, and, and kind of stru- uh, uh, toe that line or tiptoe right. on that line of, of you know, is, it, is, it a, is it a TV show or is it a movie? Uh, and, and you can let you can tell a much more involved, intricate story, and that's what we got. I mean, we got a story where either most of Batman's Rose Gallery appeared or was referenced. I mean, <clears throat> aside from Harvey Dent and Mister Freeze, well, let's uh, everybody's there. Wow. So yeah. then you've got you know in the next movie likely Harvey Dent showing up, right? Because that, that gets in, that can get into the whole Bruce Wayne and his, uh, you know, and um, uh, if there's any sort of political aspirations or, uh, you know, if they're pulling Bruce Wayne to get into something political because his dad ran for mayor, 
versus uh, and then introducing Harvey Dent as he becomes more involved in the city, right, trying to help the city. But, but long story short, the uh, yeah, we I enjoyed it. It needed a second viewing though because there was so much, so you could really kind of. I agree with that. Pick I, up on stuff. I need to see it again, and I will see it again, but it won't be at the that the last act to me, and I mean, I was on board that first hour. I was like, oh my god, you know, especially the first thirty minutes, forty-five minutes. It was like the perfect Batman. What I grew up with, what I liked. I thought this this is really cool to see to see Batman walk into crime scenes with Commissioner Gordon and, and go over stuff. That was really cool. I mean, that's straight out of the comic books, back in the 70s comic books. So it was like, I really loved that. I loved his fighting style. I loved everything about it. And then all of a sudden, it just slowly just hmm. dragged, just very, it just did not. Well, by, the third act, by the third hour, I was really just like looking at my watch. Yeah, thinking, How much like, longer? Yeah, and then, and then right. there's a scene, and at the scene, I think it really, to me, kind of, kind of jumped the shark. Was and and Brian, we talked about this. I think we talked about it. And I don't. You, you said it comes from a comic book, and I get it, but it just didn't do nothing for me. Is when the, when it flooded. I mean, it was like it. He floods Gotham, and at that point, he pretty much loses. I mean, this Batman. See, he didn't really beat anybody. I mean, he pretty much loses. I mean, he, did, he beats nobody. I mean, wow. I mean, Riddler kind of got caught by the cops. Um, he ends up flooding Gotham. He wins in that way. Uh, Riddler even said that this was his plan. Yeah, Penguin right? gets Penguin. You know, advances up to uh, you know crime lord because Falcone gets killed. I mean. I mean, really, and Falcone wasn't caught by Batman. <laughs> so Batman didn't do much in this. Batman really oh, didn't do yeah. much. And so so that, that was the only thing. It was like my other, my other issue, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to shit on this movie because I really liked it, but my only other issue with this, because Robert Pattinson was so good, I it to me, the villains were just very boring. And oh, they wow. just they, you know, you're used to, especially with the Batman's rogue gallery, I don't want him to be, you know, Cesar Romero, for God's sake, but, I mean, it needs to be a little more vibrant and exciting, and, you know, and they weren't. I mean, they were just like, Penguin just kind of faded into the background. He was really cool looking. If he would have had more screen time and a little bit more oomph, I mean, it, it, he probably would have been a better character. Riddler was just too goddamn weird to be fucking anything. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I like Riddler. I, I did not. I just thought he was, it was more or less like everybody's comparing it to like a seven or, you know, one of those type right. type things that, you know, it wasn't your, you know, it's just, I don't know. It was just the films to me were very what, boring. What about uh, Catwoman? We haven't talked about Catwoman. I want to, I want to hear about I'll, Catwoman and your take on Commissioner Gordon as well. So Catwoman, essentially, it's it's her Batman Year One story arc, except she's not a prostitute. Oh, okay. Right? 
Um, but even the whole scene with her and Falcone, and she's in the the leather like bustier, the right. fact that she doesn't have you know her head shaved, yeah, right, or you know, all that stuff is straight out of uh, Batman Year One, mm-hmm. right? Um, but where she scratches Falcone's face, right? Um, all that, but they made it. There's a couple of weird things they did. They were. Um, one, she's she worked at the Iceberg Lounge, uh, but she wasn't a prostitute. But then they kind of wrote it like she might have been, but didn't. You know, it, it, it's just weird. They wouldn't like commit to what exactly like uh, she was doing, right? Um, but then, like her roommate, who she kept calling baby, so I guess they're insinuating that that she might be, you know, bisexual. Well, you know, in the comic books, she was. So, I mean, well, nowadays so, in the comic books, they all are. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, but they were they. She kept calling her baby, and then um, uh, she ends up getting killed. And that's what drags Catwoman into it. But uh, she's a she's already a cat burglar, which would be enough to pay bills. But still works in love and <laughs> may not be a prostitute. So they kind of like put a bunch of stuff in, and then you find out, well, she's doing it all because Falcone's her father, and ah. she's doing it to try and either get information on Falcone or get close to Falcone and confront him or kill him or something, right? So that all kind of was going on, and uh, but I liked, I mean, I liked her portrayal of, of Catwoman. It's did they just, uh, did I, they ever call her a Catwoman? No. Okay. Well, she says at one point the cat and the bat. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, she could be just referencing Catbird. Right, right. So, um, I did find it it was interesting the way they left off her character is, you know, she, uh, she's going to kill Falcone and and Batman talks her out of it. And this Batman is the, I don't kill. Right. He even tells Gordon, you know, he's like, uh, you know, put the gun away. And Gordon's like, that's your thing, not my thing. Nice. So, um, this is the the no guns Batman, uh, but the the way it leaves with Catwoman is she wants Bruce to leave, or she has she still doesn't know who Batman is, but she wants him to leave with her because she's going to Bloodhaven. Why would you go to Bloodhaven? It's like it would be like you know uh, leaving New York to go to New Jersey. You know, it's like why are you? It's it's like an hour away, um, but she's going to Bloodhaven, so it's not like they're taking her far enough off the table. It's cool that they mentioned Bloodhaven, but it's just kind of weird that that's where they sent her off to. But she goes off to Bloodhaven, and she wants Bruce to come with her. And um, he's like, no, the city needs me. She's like, the city's going to kill you. Um, I wish they had, if they're going to do a Selena, or should we talk about where, where it goes from here later? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, w- okay. I, w- I want to hear about Gordon. Uh, Podman Ron, what was your take on this Commissioner Gordon? Well, let me let me take my take on Cap. Yes. Yep. Uh. I, I think she was probably one of the. I mean, the mo- she's probably the most attractive Catwoman. I thought she looked fantastic. I like I liked her costume. I like, you know, the look because it was the amateurish Catwoman. Because she looked straight out of Year One Batman, in my opinion. Right. But, I, I thought she looked great. I didn't. I, everybody's saying she had a wonderful performance. I thought she was a little boring, also. I mean, she was. She was just kind of. I mean, she was doing stuff, but it wasn't really – her performance was kind of flat to me. Uh, and 
And I guess it's just me because everybody else was like, oh. Everybody else loved her. Everybody else loved her. But, huh. I, you know, she's, yeah, she's attractive and she looks great. And her fight scenes were fantastic. But just the personality was a little boring. Uh, Brian kind of hit on the fact that, you know, she's this cat burglar and, like, yeah, she had all the gadgets to do everything and be a good, great cat burglar, but, you know, we go into her little shitty apartment and she's got past due bills. So it's like, what is she? Bad at money management. Yeah, she's bad at money management. I mean, if she had, like, a bunch of jewelry and stuff strewn around her apartment, fur coats and clothing, I would have been like, okay, that's just like a dump. And, you know, then (laughs) she past due bills. So. So obviously, she's a shitty cat burglar, I guess. <laughs> I, stuff like that just didn't make much sense. But, you know, who's counting? I mean, it's just a petty stuff. I think they'll flesh, it, flesh out our character a little bit more. He, he's talking about her going to Bloodhaven. Yeah, that's close enough that if something happens in Bloodhaven, Batman can guest star in her little TV show or whatever. You know, she could take on the, the Nightwing role of, you know, Bloodhaven's right. having an adventure over there. So, um yeah, I mean, she's okay. I mean, I, yeah. I'd like to see her again. I'd watch her TV show. I think she'll. I think once she flesh out the character a little bit, I think it'll be all right. All right, but, very good. Uh, how about uh, Gordon? Uh, I liked him, uh, and it's the it's the young Gordon. It's Lieutenant Gordon. So I, okay. I actually I actually liked him. I thought I thought he was. Yeah, I liked him. I, I liked him better, of course, than. Probably any of the Gordons, actually. Uh, I like Gary Oldman, but I actually like this guy better than Gary or- Oldman for whatever okay. reason. I, so I just, uh, yeah, I think he may be my, my favorite. Uh, favorite Gordon, all right. Yeah, we never, we never really got to see uh, what's his face. I mean, as uh, Gordon for right. uh, more than <laughs> five seconds, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I mean, that was it. So we really didn't really see much of him as. Uh, Gordon and uh, I really like uh, I like this guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but Brian, any thoughts on uh, Lieutenant Gordon here? Yeah, I liked him. I didn't like him as much as, as uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's my is my favorite, but he's my second. I mean, I, I think I like them better better because I like their dynamic better. I like the way they were more partners than I felt like because I feel like Batman relied on him more than the Gary Oldman Batman relationship. Okay. You know, it just seemed like just what I felt like, you know, they were more, you know, like I said before, he was going in the crime scenes with him and stuff like that. You know, it was, uh, it was it seemed like more, uh, a two way relationship than a one way relationship. Like the world. Y'all hush. Uh, you yeah. forgot to turn your mic off there, Brian, but good try. Thank you. So anyway, <laughs> All right, so that I, – I, I was just going to say that kind of rounds out most of the heroes except for, uh, you know, one of the other big heroes of the movie, the Batmobile and the gadgets. How do they compare to the past uh, Batmobile and gadgets? Well, gadgets-wise, it was really only one. I mean, he had the Batarang, right? Yeah. And then he had the uh, – um, what? Hold up. His – his gauntlets had these claws on it, like I don't, I, I can't explain. I mean, he would use that a lot. You could see them in the, the photos. I mean, they were like grappling hooks or the things you know, that looked like arrows on his. Uh, looked like yeah. arrows. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he didn't use them. Uh, did he use it? He used them a couple of times when he like grappled stuff. 
he would block people with it, like he'd, yeah. he'd use yeah. it as a shield. But uh, I thought the thing where he used it as a grappling hook, too. Hmm. No. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. All right, so he had uh, a batter, batarang and the wingsuit? Batarang, which it, the batarang's huge, and it's actually his chest piece. Gotcha. Yeah. His bat symbol is the batarang. Right. Which is a little weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the biggest gadget, and it was probably the most practical, and I think it actually kind of exists, uh, is the he has. So when he goes to the crime scene, uh, he's wearing contact lenses that'll take that record the whole thing. Gotcha. In high definition, so he can go back and review the crime scene without. He's not bringing a camera to the crime scene, but he can review everything because right. he's basically recording all of it. So when he, you know, he'll see that somebody's holding something. And so he'll freeze frame and spin it upside down so, you know, it's, it's been oriented so it's right, right side for him and, 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 and zoom in and stuff and view it. That was really his biggest gadget was, okay. was these contact lenses. So and it was practical why he, you know, uh, why they would be useful and that sort of thing. Uh, kind of going back to what we were saying a second ago, that now that we're talking about, that, you know, him as a detective, this is the, the you know, the Dark Knight detective was that was what we were kind of billed as this is Dark Knight detective, but uh, he, he ain't the world's greatest detective. <laughs> he, <laughs> no, he's not. He's an okay. So detective. considering considering uh, Riddler's plan went exactly according to plan, right? Everything Riddler wanted to happen happened. Wow. Uh, up to the very end, when he thought that he and Batman were bus buddies and realized they weren't. That's the only thing that didn't go the Riddler's way. Was Riddler even planned on ending up in Arkham because uh, being because uh, that was going to be their safe haven from the flood? Nah. Like he yeah. wanted him and Bruce Wayne to be together in Arkham so they were safe. Gotcha. Or not Bruce Wayne, but but uh, Batman. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what about Batmobile? Did the Batmobile? I would be very, I'll be very upset if you're telling me the Batmobile does not get destroyed at the end of this movie. As is tradition with all Batman movies. It does not. <laughs> what? The Batmobile has to get destroyed. Yeah, Just like the Enterprise. The Enterprise has to get destroyed every movie. Are you kidding me? No, actually, this was a very cool Batmobile. It was uh, more practical yeah. than any of the other ones that's ever been. This Batmobile was badass. All right. Yep. That was a good scene with the Batmobile. And, you know, it looks like a, a challenger right from the front. Right. But it doesn't really do its justice, like, because uh, when you look at it from the back, and, and that's where the the flare comes up. Right. You know, the fins come up in the back, and then all where the trunk and the back seat and all is hollowed out, and that's where, like, the, the, the jet turbine is. Yeah. So if you look at it this way, yeah, it looks like a, a beefed-up challenger. When you look at it from that, you know, the opposite direction, that's where it looks just it's all like Fast and Furious, yeah. So, yeah. yeah he, I, I wonder if they got power. the idea from Fast and Furious uh, Nine with the jet uh, Pontiac or whatever that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or I think they honestly probably saw some of the uh, uh, Joker story, the uh, the Dark Knight story. Is it where the Joker um, Murphy did the, the night lead the the Dark Knight, um, they've done three different series, but it's basically that's what it is. Like, there's um, 
uh, it's got GCPD and Nightwing and, and Batgirl work for the GCPD. Batman got put away because he'd gone too far. Oh, the Joker okay. actually yeah. got him put away, right? Um, but they all have these, like, muscle cars ah. and, 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 and stuff. So I think that's probably where some of this came okay. from. Uh, how about the villains? Uh, jo- or a Joker. Joker? Uh, P- Penguin and Riddler? Are there any other? You mentioned that there's a big rogues gallery mentioned in here, Brian. Who, who else yeah, gets so, a, an honorable mention? Uh, Hush. Hush wow. gets a mention, an honorable mention. And I'm, 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 I'm guessing at some point early on, uh, maybe in development, it wasn't the Riddler as the bad guy. It was actually Hush. Because of the whole, uh, you know, taping up his face and that sort of thing. Um, but, and maybe DC was like, well, who the hell, you know, right. hush, you know, we want it to be an established character. Don't, don't, don't give us new stuff. But, um, so, uh, hush is referenced in it, uh, uh, towards the end, um, somebody's about to, uh, kill Catwoman and you see Batman, Pop a, a thing on his gauntlet, and I guess this was this was an issue tell you about. He pops a thing on his gauntlet to open up like a hole, and then he takes out like this this like syringe sort of thing, jabs it in his wrist, and pushes Uh-oh. it in, and it's a green fluid, right? Mm-hmm. So we reference venom. Yeah, right? venom's, venom's a drug. Yeah, venom's, really. Venom's is a is a drug that uh, is famously used by Bane. Okay. Uh, to you know, increase his strength and 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 agility and and that sort of thing. So he pops he pops uh, a venom Shoots up a little bit, uh, yeah. annual, and then like yeah. beats up and like you know attacks the guy. He's he's about to beat the guy to death, like so. After he takes the venom, um, let's see. I didn't oh. care thing too much. I I thought that was kind of like uh, Batman's never done that. But was... Batman used venom in the comics. When? That was where it all came from. That was like the whole part of the story. Oh. When when Bane was a little nutty, yeah. That was not my Batman. Not my Batman, Brian. That's the origin of Bane. Well, I know that's the origin of Bane, but but that's but that's, that's what, part that of the or- Bane's origin. That's what Brian said. Batman was using it, and then like to to get an, uh, to get an advantage, and then it got, and then Bane used it uh, against him. Break it, yeah, break him so. in half. Uh, Podman, while Brian's looking up other folks there, uh, so you just weren't a fan of the villains. They were just kind of too blob, which is usually the exact opposite. Usually right. we all love the villains, and B- Batman's boring as hell, right? Right. I mean, well, it's not that Batman's boring as hell, but it's like, you know, you have the villains to kind of, I don't know, they've always been the interesting part of these movies. I mean, even with, I mean, any of these movies. I mean, Spider-Man's the same way. I mean, you have the, the villains are always the... The fun part, you know, the they 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 overact, they go nutty, you know. Right. I mean, it's, it's you know they always. I mean, from Jack Nicholson to Heath Ledger. I mean, Heath Ledger, for God's sakes, won a freaking Oscar, you know. Uh, I mean, even Bane, as dumb as Tom Hardy was, I enjoyed that character. I mean, it was over the top, but you know, he had his. You know, it was right. a character. So were these were these two all? I mean, Danny DeVito, as stupid as that was. I mean, it was something you remember. Were they too uh, grounded in reality almost? I feel with the Penguin, I feel like it was too grounded in reality. 
and with the Riddler, I feel like his motives were just too grounded. Like it was just a psychotic person, and then they just dressed him up in a weird suit to say uh, in green to say, "Oh, he's the Riddler." You know, I mean, his Riddlers, his Riddlers, his riddles weren't that hard. I mean, they're just stupid. You know, there was no. I, I don't know. It just didn't. It just didn't fit. He didn't seem not my Riddler. Do you think we're just be, too old for these to, movies, Podman Ron? No, I don't want them to be over the top like Jim Carrey, as ridiculous as that idiot was. But, you know, a little bit something than just everything was drab. I mean, if you're gonna have if you were gonna have a riddler like that, then then spruce up the penguin a little bit. You know, make him a little bit something to, to remember. Or vice versa, but <laughs> right. I don't know. It just, it, it, to me, it just kind of was blah. You know, just the so, villains were. So let me ask you this, Brian. Is there, are we, especially with Batman, maybe more than any other superhero, because everybody loves their dark and gritty and now emo Batman, is this a problem that we, that is too grounded in reality? That Batman is a guy without superpowers, he's rich, he can afford stuff, he's an okay detective. But he's not from another planet. He doesn't have a ring. He's not super fast. So, therefore, you can't put him up against superpowered villains. Is that, is that a problem with Batman, that he can, he has to be grounded in reality and, therefore, kind of boring? If it's a problem for Batman, you've got 80 years of comics where, essentially, he did just that. The Batman comic. But in movies, does that not translate into movies? You know? Right. So, well, you had Justice League where Batman fights superpowered threats. Oh, this was. Yeah. In the Batman comic, he never has. Right? So, right. So, you know, I don't think it's a problem. I, like, I, uh, I don't want to see this Batman interacting with Superman. I well, and that's the problem. And, and I don't, don't get me wrong, because like I said, I really like this movie. But you could have taken this character and made him... Joe Blow, right. Super Spruce, and and had the same script, and it would it was nothing to do. You know, I mean, it was just anybody could play this character. It's not a interesting. He's it's not a Batman where he seems any type of superhero at all. It's just a weirdo wearing a mask. I mean, at this well, point, that's I mean, that's by design though, right? And I get that and that's part of this whole story. Is but that, I, I, I really wanted this Batman or, or whatever they're on do to be able and this is a great start to a Batman universe okay there's no doubt that you can really he, they can run a good three or four movies with this Batman universe with spinoffs with Catwoman Penguin and all that but if to, to put the, this guy into the, the regular DC universe it wouldn't work where in my opinion the the Ben Affleck Batman was the superhero Batman, you know. He, right. uh, and another thing I liked about the Ben Affleck stuff, and I, I kind of wish they would have done it this way, uh, was he was already established. He was already in, he'd had his rogues gallery, so we don't have to see another Riddler story or another Joker story or another. You know, we could see something a little bit different. Or if we did see a Riddler story. He already knows the Riddler. 
or you know, or you know, I don't know. It's just, hmm. uh, see, I don't. I, I, don't I like the movie. I like the movie. I don't. No, think, no, we, don't, we get, we get you. I think I'm on it. Yeah, I just, you you are allowed to like a movie, but also say, you know what, this, this was an enjoyable movie, but it's not a cinematic masterpiece. I mean, Batman kind of has the same problem that Superman has in the sense of who the hell are you going to get to beat up Superman, right? And so Batman, Superman's too overpowered unless they bring him back down to earth for, you know, whatever reason, uh, and he's defeatable. Or, and Batman's sort of like, well, he's just kind of a normal guy. You can't really have any kind of overpowered person fight him. So they're almost the, the same, uh, you know, the same sides of, or different sides of the same coin, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, I mean... <clears throat> You know, you're, I don't know if Ben Affleck would have been like this, but your Batman and, like Brian said, in the Justice League could fight someone superpowered. I mean, because that's, he uses his brains to, to figure out their weaknesses and, you know, and, and does that. That's, to me, that's the DC Universe. That's part of right. it. I want, I want to see the DC Universe and, you know, all we get is this, crap that they poured out with the Snyderverse that, and then how we're rebooted a Batman movie that's just really going to be a Batman. I mean, right. so yeah, that's fine, like, but... I guess I, I don't... You can... The way DC is setting things up, right? The D, and DC said this a few weeks ago. Like, DC is... Their, their mantra now is hire the best director and give him the resources and leeway to make the best movie. I mean, they've said they've they've said that like going like so. Uh, if somebody wants to make a Justice League movie, make a Justice League movie with a different Batman. If somebody, Podman Ron doesn't like, like that. He likes his continuity. That's bad, but right. see, that's the thing. Is, that's, by but I think most saying, public is probably like Podman Ron though. I think most public would be very confused by having. Emo Batman in one universe, whether they explicitly state it or not, Emo Batman lives on Earth 643, and then Superhero Batman, who battles parademons, lives on Earth 12. I don't think people will get that. Well, and, uh, and, and see, I'm the opposite that... side of that, hang on one second, the opposite side of that, what we've said for years the comics is, and this has been always been a major complaint of PMR, is they do something in the movie, and now the comic <laughs> right. Somebody might pick up that comic and be confused. Right. Well, uh, like, so you, if, if Just we like don't the Parker like that, novels. <laughs> then how do we make a, make a, a allowances that, that we can't have two Batman? That, we, right. that the movie can't be different than the comic, or the movie can't be, there can't be room for two different universes. Right. right? But, Comic book but we already, readers we're are smarter than that. film goers, I think. That's People already know. Well, you're, you're getting a, a multiverse movie with Flash, where right. they're going to establish multiverse and explain it to, to the average viewer. You've got Titans is not set in this universe, right? Snyderverse is not set in, in the Titans universe. This Batman is not set in either of those two universes. Michael Keaton's Batman is not set in these two universes, but right. Michael, this Batman is going to show up in, in, in the Flash movie. So I, I think... And, and and just the fact that that Far From Home, where they're like, oh, that three different Spider-Man come together, I think people can handle the fact that there's multiple Batman. <laughs> I don't think they can. Yeah. And and I and I do, and I don't. I haven't. I get that, and all, all that, and and people can, and and they're you're gonna have to. 
Y'all all know that I'm a continuity nut. And I, that, to me, these, I mean, Marvel did what Marvel did, Marvel Cinematic Universe did what the original Marvel Universe did in the 60s. They took characters and they tied them all together and made continuity. That's why it all stuck, because back in, before that, you know, you didn't have continuity in comics. You didn't really have it that much. Marvel kind of established continuity in comics, and then they did the same thing in the Marvel Universe and the uh, Cinematic Universe. They made it continuity. So I'm yeah, kind of worried, even with all this going on with, I'm not a really big fan of, I, I like the Spider-Man. I thought that was kind of cool with the other two, but now I feel like, especially with the Doctor Strange, this is all we're going to constantly get now. We're always going to constantly get, well, this is the Marvel Universe and Earth 12, you know, and Earth 15, and uh, I mean, it's always going to be, you're not going to have that continuity anymore. You're not. And I like that. And I like that. I know actors get old and everybody ages up, but it's just what I like, you know? Uh, right, but you, but you, love you what gotta you love. realize, like, what you like isn't practical, okay? Because you say it's practical for a comic book where you never have to recast right. Steve Rogers. It's practical for a comic book where where Tony Stark, he may get drawn a little differently, but it's been the same Tony Stark for 60 years, right? You, you, uh, you can't do that in a movie. And, and that's part of what Marvel is realizing is that they've painted themselves into a corner. Continuity's great in in in, in a, a, a ten year stretch, a twelve year stretch, a fifteen year stretch. But now, for continuity's sake, we don't have Steve Rogers anymore. For continuity's sake, we don't have Iron Man anymore. For continuity's sake, we don't have the Hulk anymore. So, so would you rather? Like, but stay beholden to continuity and lose these core characters, or say, you know what, continuity is great. I want Captain America back. Yeah, but you know, there's nothing to say that what whoever gets to play Captain America is going to be worth a shit. You know, I mean, no. But would you rather? Are would you be more excited for a Captain America movie to be coming out, right, or an Iron Man movie to be coming out versus Riri Williams? Uh, yeah, I see or a Falcon movie. I do see your point. I do see your point. I really so, do. But. So, but and so here, take it a step further, right? If you like continuity, and they go, okay, we're going to do a crisis, reset the whole universe, and we're going to start the whole thing over again and do another, you know, phase <laughs> right. one. And build the universe over again. Now you got to sit through all this fucking origin stuff, right? That's <laughs> no one said. Ke- you're, what you're saying, Brian, is Kevin Feige should just retire early while they get get out while the getting's good because it's a no yeah, win. He, he should have taken his victory lap yeah. at the end of Endgame. Endgame. And yeah, said, yeah, totally. Bye, and then let let all this shit fall apart. Right, else because it's happening regardless, and there's nothing he can do about it. People are turning to ashes. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, you still got the Spider Man with the fucking. Almost a two billion dollar oh, movie. Without a doubt, yeah. We but we yeah. really don't know what what's going to happen with Doctor Strange. I, I, so until you know, they'll they'll count Feige out. Yeah, I thought Hawkeye was great. It's a fantastic show. I think that most Disney Plus series are people like. Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm just saying that maybe you ought to just uh, take the, take the paycheck and leave. 
But anyway, that's that's another story. Go, yeah, going back nice. to going back to the Batman. Um, how did the uh, how did this resolve itself? You know, you guys talked a little bit about the lack of or the beginning of Bruce Wayne's story arc here. Uh, you know, where, how, where does this leave off? Does this lend itself? It doesn't sound like it lends itself to being a wider superhero verse, but it does open itself up to a Gotham verse. And Brian, as you said up top. There's thoughts that maybe we'll have a Arkham Asylum TV show, a GCPD TV show, a Catwoman, a P- whatever. All that stuff will change probably over the next couple of years or whatever. Uh, but is this all it's going to be? Like, where, where do we go from here? Does it get – do the stakes get even higher and we do introduce crazy villains or does it stay grounded and by itself? Well, I think – first off, like, where, where does this end? Right. What's the arc? The arc is by the end, Bruce realizes that the that he had at the beginning of the movie, he says that he has the you know he's been doing this for two years and he doesn't know if he's had any effect. Right. By the end, he realizes he's had an effect, but it's the wrong one. Like his mm. anger and his need for vengeance, like the city has mirrored it. Right. And mm-hmm. and specifically, like, like the Riddler, the Riddler. That's the, the Riddler thought. He and Batman were working together. Like in his mind, they were they were both exposed in the corruption in Gotham City, right? And it wasn't until the end that Riddler realizes, wait, we're not best friends, you know? Like uh, that was where Riddler like loses it. But everything Riddler did worked, right? It, up to he was trying to protect Batman when the when the flood happened because he thought they were partners in crime, right? So. Bruce realized, and then when the flood happens and Bruce is trying to save people, they're afraid of him. They don't want his help because they're afraid of him. They don't understand him. And so he realizes that if if he's going to help the city, he has to become more. He has to become something different. He has to be, you know, he, people have to know that he's not this nut that just beats people up, that that he's trying, he's a protector, right? So um, the uh, that's the arc. Is, and, 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 so it's like he... Batman can't just be vengeance. Batman has to be a thimble, right? Okay. And and Bruce Wayne um, can can help with this mission, right? Bruce Wayne can can provide value as well to the city. So that's like the story arc, and that's why I was saying it's like a, the resurrection of Bruce Wayne. Um, but like where it goes from here, I think it's going to continue to expand. I think this this movie, and we didn't talk about all of the the um, references, right? I'll kind of get back to that in a second, but uh, I think this was an origin of the villains, right? And so you saw uh, Penguin, you saw you they uh, you saw Riddler, you saw Catwoman, right? They referenced Bane. Um, it's year two, and there's the the big like uh, reveal at the end, uh, you know, inmate uh, Arkham Asylum inmate was what it was credited was Joker, right? Now we don't know what form of Joker he is, but at the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where they're on the train, and there's the Joker gang is on is on the train. You've got guys in Joker makeup. So at some either Joker was a part of that gang and got put away, but Batman put him away, or um, it's it's uh, you know it, it's, maybe he's not become the Joker quite yet, or maybe he hasn't like he's not the Clown Prince of Crime yet, but. He's interacted with the Joker already, and the Joker already has like some followers, 
So that's there. Uh, and then they, they um, the big reveal about uh, that Thomas Wayne was going to run for mayor and his wife, uh, uh, Martha, was an Arkham, right? Which they, that actually was in a book not that long ago. They, they kind of made that connection. But um, and that she had uh, psychiatric issues, and that's why he was. That's they don't know if that's why he got killed, but he had a partnership with Carmine Falcone, or he had a friendship with Carmine Falcone. And when that goes back to Batman, the origin, the uh, origin of Batman, right? No, so you've got all of these villains that have been revealed, I think the next movie, you do the opposite. I think the next movie, you get a glimpse of Barbara Gordon. I think the next movie, you introduce uh, um, Dick Grayson. I think what you're aiming towards, and from a continuity standpoint, is the end game of this is Gotham Knights. Right? Yeah. So you've got, you've got, you've got a yeah, huge roach gallery, and now you, and you've got Arkham Asylum, so they're not getting killed. They're all getting they're all getting put into deep freeze in Arkham Asylum so they can come back later. And then you've got Gotham Knights that you build. And if you want to have a huge like battle crescendo at the end, it's kind of like Endgame. It's uh, Arkham Asylum. There's a huge uh, uh, breakout of Arkham Asylum. And then you've got Batman and, and Dick and, and Robin and right. Nightwing and Arthur Gordon all having to take down the villains right, that have escaped. I think that's what you're, I think that's your crescendo. Um, but yeah, I think the next movie is going to be where this was the dark side. The next side is going to be Bruce or, uh, uh, him embracing some light. And in that, I mean, you don't get, you know, more hopeful than, than Dick Grayson. Right. I think Dick Grayson's in this next movie. Wow. Okay. That's, you got to plot it out. I think you're on to something with that. I think it's going to be Dick Grayson will probably be in the next one. And, and then you're going to... And he helps Bruce, like, come out of that. of that. Right. Yeah. But but I still think in, in what you just said a little bit ago, the crescendo, the, the end game, you're right. I think it's going to be Gotham Knights, but it's going to be the whole where Bruce learns that he can rely on other people, that there's a family again, and these people are his family. And uh, I think that's going to be the, the ultimate arc of him, that he's going to be able to trust people. Um, maybe. I don't know. That seems like that would be more. But see, that's, but see, that's that from, from like a, a, a screenwriter standpoint, I wish we knew a screenwriter. Uh, from a screenwriter standpoint, that's an attractive story arc, right? Chapter this first movie, Bruce is all dark and brooding, and he has the realization oh, yeah, that, that that he has to become more. The second movie is the struggle and duality of the two characters, and Dick Grayson is what helps him uh, see that light, yeah, and see the value in it. And then the third movie, he realizes that where he began by losing his family, now he's found his how uh, found a family. Look at that. There so, we go. That's beautiful, man. Send the check to us. Uh, there you go. There you go. All um, right. Well, uh, is there more? There's a couple of little. <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't have to do this in real time. Yeah. So I posted. Um, I, I didn't see anybody post this till well after I sent it to you guys. But uh, that Joker scene 
with the gang, there's one of the Jokers only has his paint his face painted half because he's being initiated into the Joker gang. And they follow somebody off the train and they're gonna beat him up. And uh uh but the guy that's got his face half painted, um, the actor is the one that plays Tim Drake in Titans. Mm. So pretty pretty nifty idiot. So that, there was a Robin there was technically a Robin in this movie, right? Um but that was one. And the second one, and this was probably my first introduction to Batman, was uh, the um, uh, Untold Tales of Batman, right? Oh, yeah. The four-part miniseries by John Byrne. John Byrne, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. It was like 83, I think, it came out. Um, I didn't have the comics. I had that. They put it in a black-and-white, like, digest <laughs> book. Right. And that's when I read it the first time. Right, and it goes into uh, the Thomas Wayne and the Masquerade Party, and oh, Thomas yeah. Wayne's wearing the Batman mask, and he's wearing the Batman mask that you saw Batman in in the when he first debuted in the '30s, right? And so they they worked in that mask, and that's when Carmine Falcone was shot, and they brought him to the party, and and uh, um, Thomas Wayne like did surgery on the dining room table. They referenced all of that stuff in the movie. Right, and so I was like, "That's really cool," because because that's that's a, that's a deep cut that was cool in the early '80s. But after um, Frank Miller got a hold of Batman, a lot of that stuff got got kind of blitzed. Yeah. You know, it kind of got retconned out. But I thought that was a super cool sort of a sort of reference. <clears throat> what I always liked about that storyline, and you know, you're on the right track also with that, with the way he's portraying. Like we talked about at the beginning of this review was. He's constantly Batman, you know, he's never Bruce Wayne. Batman is his true persona. In that comic book, he absolutely loses his mind, and he's trying to figure out what villain is that's trying to kill him. You know, he's planting bombs, you know, there's a bomb in the Batmobile, there's a bomb in the Batcave. You know, who knows my identity, you know, who's doing this? And so he's trying to figure it out. It's the Penguin, it's the Joker. And then by the third issue, you see, after he's going through all these clues, the third issue, it's revealed that it's, it's fucking Bruce Wayne. It's he, he's doing it. He's lost his fucking mind. So I always loved that. That was a great story to kind of show you that, you know, this man ain't right. So, well, and you, you also kind of reference, you know, his, where the Robin costume came from. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that, that was such a cool story. And, and, and so, yeah, that, that's a great, and it's a deep cut, and it never shows up on, like, top ten lists or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why. you're right. Yeah, Untold Tales of Batman is a great, it was, it was, it was only four issues, right? No, it's three. Three, yeah. It's it's three, 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 three. Yeah, there you go. So, but yeah, Untold Tales of Batman is a great story. Like, uh, highly yeah, recommend. Great art. I don't know who wrote it. I know John Byrne drew it, but I don't know who wrote it, but man, it was freaking fantastic. So, yeah, that's, uh. I have no doubt that they're probably leading to something to that, you know, to, to get more into the psychosis of Batman. Because, I mean, if you look at it, of all the ones that we've seen in the past, you really don't get that he's kind of crazy. I mean, Christian Bell really wasn't that crazy. He was just a rich billionaire, you know, playing superhero. And Keaton was probably the closest you would get. That it was Lynn Wien wrote it. Lynn Wien, okay. Keaton was probably the closest that you were going to get that he was a little off, you know. 
but the rest of you don't really get that. But this guy, you definitely get that. You know, he's not the elevator. Don't go all the way to the top. Well, and you could, um, if you're bringing in Dick Grayson, and, and I'll tell you, probably one of the best parts of this movie, and, and, and he plays such hokey characters a lot of the time. Like you kind of forget he, that he's been like nominated for stuff. But um, John Turturro plays. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. He's probably the best, most, yeah. most fleshed out uh, villain in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And so, to a uh, point but, where I wish they would have kept them around a little bit more because wasn't he the reason Robin's parents died? I mean, Dick Grayson's parents. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So you've got, uh, if you wanted to in another movie, if you bring in Robin, you can reference Falcone and you oh, can even show us the scene, the masquerade scene. Right, and because the masquerade, Thomas Wayne was wearing the Batman mask, but Bruce was wearing the Robin costume. Right, right. And so you can reference that, and then when Dick gets ready to put on a costume, and, and he he finds Bruce's costume, like you know, in, in a closet somewhere. So, um, I, I will tell you the the other thing. We got some other few quick like rapid fire Easter egg stuff, but. The um, uh, I think for a second movie, what I think would be cool as well um, is if you brought in, uh, if you did not all of, but Strange Apparitions, and you brought in Hugo Strange. So if Bruce is trying to deal with, you know, the duality and, and kind of work through some of his issues, he goes to see a psych, uh, psychiatrist and right. Hugo Strange. That would be pretty badass. And then you could even bring in uh, Silver St. Cloud. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's some, I mean, as the Gotham universe, there's so much way. And you know what? And that's probably for the best. I mean, because the, the Gotham universe is huge. I mean, there's so many ways to spin it where instead of doing a DCU, you can definitely just do a Gotham universe and make as many Marvel, many movies as Marvel has the past 10 years. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you could. I mean, Batman could be his own. His yeah, own. yeah, his own, his own MCU, his own. DCU. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, maybe that's the whole plan, right? And that may be the whole plan. You know, I mean, it, I, I honestly, and I've said it a thousand times, probably everybody's sick of me hearing it, but honestly, just kind of wish that they would just make a straight MCU. I mean, DCU Justice League. You know, not not a big Snyder. For, I, I wish just kind of recast the Flash because I wasn't a big fan of that cast. Superman, I love the casting of him, but I, you know they need to play him a little bit more, not so emo. And I love Ben Affleck. And uh, I don't know, well, Wonder Woman's fine, Aquaman's fine, and just do a a really good Justice League movie. Not what we've been getting. They tried. Yeah, they tried. Tried twice, as a matter of fact. Mm. <laughs> they tried twice and couldn't make you happy. Yeah. yeah. Guys, hush! Somebody's trying to give their opinion at the at the Brian household there, and uh, he shuts them down. But the pod mini, man. Pod mini just. Pod uh, minis want to have a little oh, say so in it. I muted the mic. Could you guys still hear me? Yeah. 
so my it's still coming through my iPad. You know, your 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 mic ain't muting too well. <laughs> yeah, you we heard you just cuss out one kid. I mean that kid is gonna go, know, have to go see Hugo Strange for a few. Yeah. All right, so um so overall, <laughs> let's get into ratings here. Podman Ron, what do you give this rating? This movie? What's our rating system? Is it's a one to five or a one to <laughs> or a zero or one? This is your rating system. You invented it. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's me. pretty convoluted. I would give it a four. Okay. <laughs> that's how, that sounds fair. It, it, it would be a total five if it wasn't so damn long. And that, yeah, if I'd get the first hour. That's it. Wow. <laughs> Now, I think that's interesting. I like this now. We should break up the movie hour by hour or act by act and rate each. <laughs> and then on average, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so a first hour is a seven. Overall is a four. And a binary is one, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. That sounds, that sounds like a hell of a movie. Brian, can you, can you beat that review? <laughs> Do I need I, to give like first hour? I would like to see that on the the poster. <laughs> first hour <laughs> trails off at the end. Yeah, you'll love half this loop. <laughs> they should have stopped after the From first a seven hour. to a four. This Podman Ron. I feel like considering I've seen this movie in the theaters twice already. Wow. Uh, Good lord, where do you have I, the time, man? Jesus. I said this to somebody. This movie is like a masterclass in in Batman lore. Wow. I mean, okay, I see. I sense a I lot mean, of love coming from you. I mean, it, all the stuff they reference and and, and and No Man's Land, Year One, uh, Untold Legend. It's the Untold Legend of Batman, not Untold Tales of Batman. Untold, wow. Le- Untold Legend of Batman. Uh, Joker being there, Venom being there. Uh, even the, even they added the the maid, you know, from the sixties, right? The, the Aunt Harriet, Aunt Harriet. Well, it's not Aunt Harriet. They call her Dory, uh, uh, but yeah, they have like an Aunt Harriet there. Wow. The, in the in the study, he's got the the Shakespeare bust sitting there. I oh. mean, it's all right. There's so much. There, there's it is chock full of so much stuff. Um, I'm giving it a five out of five. Wow, I love it. Damn. I love Batman. I love Batman, and it's nice when when you can tell the filmmaker loves Batman as much as you do. <laughs> All right, a five, and, uh, and you're going to rate the uh, first hour as well? Uh, yeah, I'll give the uh, yeah, the first hour, uh, I'll give it a five, because I stick to the rules. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. scale of five, you can't go beyond five. Excellent. First hour, Brad. I'm telling you, if you've seen things, just go through that. Okay, that sounds fair enough. I don't mind. I don't mind paying twenty dollars for an hour. And then you won't be disappointed by the third hour. Wow. I mean, there's little Easter egg. I don't know if you guys caught it, but um, when uh, Gordon and and Batman uh, grab Joker and they're interrogating him. Did you guys notice, or you didn't see it, Brad, but did you notice this, PMR? What? Uh-uh. They have his hands and feet zip-tied. 
So when he has to like walk away, he's doing like a penguin walk. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about Joe when they have penguin? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. The old penguin shuffle. I did notice, and I don't know what you think about this, Brian. I don't, and maybe it's just the way I'm looking at things. But his star looked like he like the the '60s penguins cigarette. Ah. Uh, they said that, uh, like, um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell begged them to let him use the cig- the cigarette, and they wouldn't let him do it. Well, if you. If you look at his face, he's got that scar. It goes uh-huh. to the side, and every time I saw it, and I, and I think they did that on purpose, it looks like it always reminds me of the cigarette that you know the penguin that used to have that big long. Right. Cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So if, yeah, look at it, and you'll go, "Oh, that that is." So I think they did that on purpose. I mean, why else would they put a scar right there? Yeah, yeah, just a little nod to it. But yeah, he, he said that he he begged them repeatedly to let him use the cigarette. Even even just in a little throwaway, he just like like starts, you know, he's got it from out and right. sets it down. And they wouldn't let him do it. Uh, you don't want to portray smoking kids' movie. I would love for, I mean, he looked great. I mean, there's no doubt he was perfect in the looks department. I, I would love for him the next movie to really just, you know, Pour it on in, in, in terms of cheesing it up a little bit, you know, just a little bit, just you know, just not be so reserved as it was. But the best part is once they did capture him, like when he was zip tied and stuff, that was his best little nod, his best little moment was in that part, and you know when he was getting chased. But that was like what five minutes at best. So it was like, yeah. And then you had to go back to the Riddler, and that's finished. Oh, well. hey, oh we, we kind of uh, started to go down this path, and we, we got diverted. But um, they reference uh, when Thomas Wayne was going into, was going to run for mayor, uh, somebody outed uh, uh, Martha Wayne as, as being an Arkham, and, and she, had, she had to be admitted to Arkham Asylum. Like, she had, like, issues, and you found out that her mother killed her father and, and committed suicide, right? So all this scandal breaks when when Thomas Wayne's going into, we're going to run for mayor. And so that's when he goes to Carmine, because he knew Carmine from when he got shot at the masquerade, all that stuff. And he goes to Carmine and he's like, you know, can you can you stop this story? Can you, can you intimidate this reporter? And Carmine ends up killing the reporter, right, so that he has something over on Thomas Wayne. All right. But the reporter's name is Edward Elliott, and so when it's like a slideshow when they were when Joe that Riddler set up when it's revealing this stuff to, to Tim Gordon and and, uh, and Batman, and it goes you know uh, Edward Elliott it shows like newspaper clippings and then it says hush like it's scrolled across hush like uh, uh, like like it was uh, the the story was hushed up right right so they kind of reference uh, um, Thomas Elliott. So you could bring in Tommy Elliott at some point as well. I don't think it, I don't think he'd carry a movie, especially considering you know what we just had with Joker, but or with Riddler. But but you could bring in Tommy Elliott wanting revenge against the Waynes because his father was killed by everybody thinks he was killed because Thomas Wayne asked Carmine to kill him. So interesting. 
So did the uh, did uh, Court of Owls have anything to do with this? Because that was a big speculation at first, right? No. Okay, good. No, or nothing. But <laughs> with with the city in disarray, right, with the flooding and that sort of thing, um, they could it could uncover the Court of Owls, or it could be they're the ones that get the city back on its feet. So you could. But again, I think that's something that's more expanded universe than it would be, you know, core Batman movie. I would like to see uh, Court of Owls. Well, Court of Owls, it would be something different. And it, it would be something different, but they spent so much time after that initial Court of Owls storyline tying the Court of Owls to Dick Grayson. Yeah, you're right. You could just make it a Nightwing story. Yeah. So, well, I guess that's it. All right, that's that's it. That's the review. All right. Well, I'm glad we got it in there, and I'm glad now I've waited. I I I think I can wait even longer now. Thanks after thanks to your reviews. We spoiled everything. Yeah, I have no need to see this movie now. You both have saved me three hours of of watching a movie. Like I know you did. This, you actually do need to see this movie. Uh, I, I absolutely will when it's on Max, but um, I, I mean, will will enjoy it. You will enjoy it probably more than me. I'm sure I will. Again, I'm just I uh, you know going to the movies and all that kind of stuff doesn't uh, doesn't hold as much enchantment to me as it used to. I guess I'll say. Or and and I'll be honest with you, even watching them at home, I'm like. After an hour or so, I'm like, I need to be doing something else. So it'll take me it, for, it'll take me a week to watch this movie. Like Brian said, I'll probably chop it up into several slices. Um, I honestly think you may enjoy it better that way. Yeah. So. All right. Very good. All right. So what's what's after this? What is there next? I mean, everything's getting delayed. Uh, what do we have to look forward to? Moon Knight, I think, is the the next uh, TV show, at least, right? Moon Knight is the next TV show. Uh, I will do a review our, next week on uh, the Picard. Oh, on the on the Picard. Is that what they're doing? Instead of calling it Picard, they're doing like Batman and calling it the Picard. The Picard. I like that. I think that's a good good theory. I like that. Um, I will, I will, I will have that ready for y'all. All right, very good. Brian, anything on your radar? Yeah, I've watched uh, 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 what is it, Diabolical? Uh, the boys' animated series is out. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, they're little vignettes. There's not an overarch. It's just stories from the boys' universe. Gotcha. You know, and so it's got a different writer and artist or a different uh, animator on each one. The uh, They let Aquafina do one, and it, it's it's weird. Like, the, <laughs> like uh, to the point where it's like, they made it because she, she's, you know, they, they signed her to do it, but somebody should have just said, don't. No. It's bizarre, like what her power set is and what Interesting. the story's about. I think that's the third episode. Okay. But whatever means Aquafina. I would like so. to, uh, now that you said that, Brian, real quick, because I'm fixing to cruise out of here. Um, have any, either one of y'all, and we don't have to talk about this week, we can talk about it next week. 
because we'll be in it a long time. Is either one of you guys watched The Guardians of Justice <laughs> on Netflix? I watched. Well, I turned on one episode. I can't say I watched it. I turned it on out of morbid curiosity. Uh, and then once I did, I, again, it was on in the background while I was doing something else. But, uh, yeah, it, interesting. Well, Brian, real quick, what do you think? Have you seen it? Uh, wait, what are we talking about? Sorry. Guardians of... No, I'm not. I saw the trailer. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, just... Give it a gander for next episode. So. And who is who plays the Batman type character? Is it Diamond Dallas Page or is some? It's a wrestler or something like that, right? Is John Morrison plays somebody. He's a wrestler. Okay, maybe that's who, who is? it is. So yeah, there's a few wrestlers in this thing. Okay, I thought it was uh, DDP. That explains a lot. <laughs> An awful lot. All right. Well, very good. So that's that's everybody's homework assignment for next week. Okay, I can I can try to watch a second. Well, uh, episode. Unless we do a live uh, show this weekend, since uh, Brian's coming up. Yeah, are we supposed to be doing that interview thing for that guy, or is that? Uh, oh, shit, I had to touch base back with him. I will talk touch base with him. Yeah, so we, we, we should talk about that because if it involves, you know, I'm not really sure what you envision here. If we're are we going to be podcasting live? Is there going to be equipment that needs know. to be set up? What are we talking here? I'll, I'll hit him. I'll hit him up tomorrow. All right. Don't so, overcommit us to anything. I know we're all, <laughs> we're completely booked. We are booked. But I do want to hang out. I, you know, the Maker Lab is the place to be. That's the you know. I don't even know what the fuck he was talking about. I just saw my uh, text. I was like, yeah, I don't know what's what a Maker Lab. Maker- so it sounds interesting, though. So you know, we well, never know. Well, the, and we're we're all referencing a toy convention that's coming up here shortly. But the some of the folks that are going to be in the Maker Lab for this convention were the people that were that I hung out with in the Maker's Lab at the Monster Convention. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So. We'll be, oh, well, that's cool, Brad. Oh, that's kind of cool. You so you know what he's talking about? I didn't know. Yeah. I asked him. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, that's kind of cool. So you can make so, a vac. You'll probably be able to make a vacuum form mask of uh, of a, a creature from the Black Lagoon or something like that. Pretty neat stuff. Yeah, they uh, was it last year? It was last year. They had a whole area where they had built these huge dioramas. Oh um, yeah, they were incredible. I mean, that, that was were yeah yeah. So you'll I think you'll you'll pick that as well. All right. So maybe uh, maybe. We'll uh, we'll let people know if we're making a uh, public appearance or something, maybe. Yeah, there you go. All right, very good. Well, all right, all right. Well, until next time. Save it for the podcast.